Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Let me speak to the vaccine distributor. Vaccine distributor. Today, the Weber Morgan Health Department. Welcome back to Live Mike. We are, as we have been for this entire week, focusing the entire final half hour of each day's episode of Live Mike on uh, how to go about getting the vaccine into your arm. Should you be in one of the eligible categories of folks who are right now able to receive the vaccine? Or maybe there's someone in your family who is eligible and uh, you're looking for a way you can help out. Uh, We have tried to uh, provide those answers and we have tried to do so by knocking on the door of the health departments throughout the state of Utah. We have thus far spoken to Salt Lake City. Uh, or Salt Lake County Health Department, rather, uh, Utah County Health Department. Yesterday, we spoke with Davis County Health Department. And if you missed any of those conversations, uh, let me assure you, they are jam-packed full of useful information, and you can find that information by downloading the KSL News Radio app, uh, powered by Any Hour Services. You download that, you go and listen uh, every day at, uh, in the final two segments of the program. You can hear uh, from directly, directly from the various health departments. That continues today. And I welcome to the program uh, Jesse Bush, uh, who's the vaccine clinic organizer for the Weber Morgan Health Department. Jesse, welcome to the program. Thanks for making time for us. Thank you for the invite, Lee. Yeah. Uh, Listen, your title, vaccination clinic organizer, at a time like this, that sounds uh, like a very important title to to bear in the midst of a pandemic. What 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 are the responsibilities uh, encapsulated in that title? What do you have to do day to day? So for the vaccine coordinator, who is actually Skylar Pyle, I can kind of describe that, uh, making sure that our partners are, are showing up, our volunteers are showing up, uh, coordinating with the D-Event Center. You know, Weber State University has been excellent in helping us uh, be the hosts for the venue. Uh, make sure all of our scheduling is working and people are showing up and we have enough a vaccine for those who are interested and show up to their uh, to their appointment. So it, it's quite a large logistical operation for everyone involved, and we cannot be more grateful for all of the partners, community residents who have showed up and uh, every day and present to help us get vaccines into arms. Within the jurisdiction of your health department, how has uh, supply and demand balanced out? Have you been able to uh, get injections into the arms of all those who seek it, or or is there a little bit of waiting that comes along, or how does it look? Sure. 
uh, like Salt Lake County and Utah County and Davis County and, and some of the things that they said we echo as well. The, the doses or our supply is not meeting the demand. Uh, we are grateful to hear that our residents are interested. We're trying our best to get them appointments, get them in, and get them vaccinated. Uh, we are a two-county health department, Weber County as well as Morgan County. Uh, we have a, a vaccine site in both, and it's because of our partners and our community stepping up that we're able to uh, to do all of that. Very good. Before we get too far down the road, let's uh, get the important information out to folks. Uh, again, we're speaking with uh, Jesse Bush with the Weber Morgan Health Department. Jesse, tell me, uh, folks seeking a vaccine in one of the two counties mentioned, Weber and Morgan counties, uh, what do they do? What's the first step? Yeah, that's a great question. So go to our website, the Weber Morgan Health WeberMorganHealth.org. Uh, there's a sign-up to be on the wait list, and so we, we go and serve the people there based on uh, when they sign up on that list. And we send emails to invite them. Uh, One of the things we wanna make sure is that although a person may have not been able to secure an appointment through the email, we wanna reassure you that there are more emails coming for you to uh, sign up. We are committed to everyone on that wait list to get the shot in the arm if they are interested and eligible. And once an appointment is secured and the date arrives, uh, or maybe there's someone listening right now who has an appointment uh, and has not yet received the vaccination, as they uh, approach the the event center or wherever uh, they may be receiving their vaccine, what's their experience? What do they do? Sure. So at the D event center, all uh, individuals enter through the east portal entrance. Uh, we had, we actually had one individual who came and timed themselves just to see how long it was, and they were able to get through the entire clinic within four minutes. On average, we're seeing between 15 and 22 minutes is, is how long it takes someone to come into the, the center, uh, get checked in, and receive their, their vaccination. That doesn't account for the 15-minute waiting time uh, that we do have uh, at that point as well. So it's a fairly seamless, efficient process uh, once someone is there to get their vaccine. Outstanding. Uh, there's a common question that I receive from all angles. Uh, many folks are curious about this, uh, and it has to do with the different types of the vaccine. Right now, it's Pfizer and Moderna that are available to folks. Uh, at your, uh, or within the jurisdiction of your health department, folks receiving their vaccine in either Weber or Morgan counties, are they able to pick which vaccine they get, or is it whatever's available? That's what's going in the arm. At this point in time, it's uh, the latter, whatever is available, is going in the arm. Uh, we know that there are uh, lots of people that want it, and we are allocated by the state a certain percentage of how much vaccine that we receive, and we try our best to get those vaccine in the arms uh, within that seven-day turnaround. All right. Uh, we're speaking with Jesse Bush, a representative from the Weber Morgan Health Department. In this ongoing series that's been playing out throughout the week, we spend the final half hour of every day's program, uh, doing our best to answer the questions that you may have as you or your loved ones uh, seek the the vaccine to the COVID-19 virus. This is uh, an opportunity to hopefully return to some semblance of normalcy. Uh, We've asked a number of questions of the health department. We're going to take a break right now, but when we return, it's your turn to ask the questions. The phone number is 801-575-8255, 575-8255, KSL Talk. Uh, give us a call uh, for any question you may have for the Weber Morgan Health Department. And if you're bashful, we've got a text line, of course. That's 57500, the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Quick break. 
back with Jesse Bush from Weber Morgan Health Department and your questions ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Let me speak to the vaccine distributor. Vaccine distributor today, the Weber Morgan Health Department. Jump the gun there. I'm so excited. That's what it is. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. In the final segment of today's program, we're continuing our conversation with the Weber Morgan Health Department, represented today by Jesse Bush. Uh, we have, for the first half of this segment, we have discussed some of the questions, some of the general questions that have come in. And now we'll move on to the more specific. Uh, phone lines are open. If you have any question for the Weber Morgan Health Department related to the distribution of the COVID-19 vaccine. Now is your opportunity to speak with them directly. 801-575-8255. 801-KSL-TALK is the number. If you want to send a text message, that's fine, too. I'll read them. Uh, it's 57500, the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, let me welcome back to the program Jesse Bush. Jesse, welcome to the program, and thanks for being a part of it. Thank you so much, Lee. Before we jump back into uh, questions, let me have you do this. Would you walk through again the process for uh, signing up to receive a vaccine uh, if you live in either Weber or Morgan counties? Sure. So if we have a resident in Weber or Morgan County, you can go to our website, WeberMorganHealth.org, and sign up to be on our wait list. Uh, once you're on our wait list, we will serve those in the order that we receive, uh, and then we will send out emails. For those who do not have email or internet access and or any type of other uh, barrier, uh, they can call us on our, our line, 801-399-7777, and we can put them on the wait list, and then someone can, will call them back uh, if, they, if they need that assistance at that point. Give that number one more time. 801-399-7777. Pretty simple. Uh, Jesse, there's there's no preference or preferential treatment given to the online folks compared to the the folks calling over the phone, right? It's uh, whoever calls in whatever order, that's going to be treated all the same? Uh, Yes, that is correct. So we we do set aside a portion or a percent uh, for those who don't have Internet access or email or may have some type of obstacle. But we want to make sure that we acknowledge that there are barriers and that we will committed to serve them as well. You mentioned getting your name on a wait list. Well, what's the what's the wait time if you had to predict? If I were to reach out today, uh, when do you think I might be getting a vaccine? Sure. So right now, you know, the governor has said that uh, we should be expecting an increase in the doses. So you can probably expect within the next two to two, two and a half weeks. There is high demand. Uh, and hopefully with the new partners coming online, uh, the, the wait time can get shorter. Sure, we'll cross our fingers for that. All right, let's go to the phones here. Uh, Judy, first call, has a question uh, about a second dose. Judy, uh, go ahead. You're on with the Weber Morgan Health Department. Hello. My husband had his shot at the D event center, and by the way, it was very well organized. Kudos to you. But we don't know how he gets his second dose or when he gets it. How are they going to contact us? Sure. Judy, thank you so much for the question, and and, and thank you for the praise as well. Uh, Depending on what type of vaccine or the brand of vaccine that he got, Pfizer versus Moderna, there is a three- to four-week waiting period between each, 21-day for Pfizer and 28-day for Moderna. So depending on when he got it, we will reach out to you within the next three to four weeks of that date of the first dose to schedule your second dose. 
Uh, Justin, let me follow up to that. So there have been in some areas around Utah and around the country uh, instances where, you know, either individuals aren't able to come exactly on that 21st or 28th day uh, or maybe due to supply. Uh, there have been some questions there. How, how long after the, the 21 or 28 days is it still safe for folks to get their second dose? So at this point in time, uh, we schedule their second dose very close to that 21 or 28-day uh, grace period, depending on what they received. Uh, at this point, uh, we're, we're getting pretty good at it and making sure that everyone is there, um, have their dose. If for any reason a person isn't able to make that appointment for their second dose, uh, then we put them on a wait list to, for when uh, more available second doses are received. There is a name on that syringe for that person to receive that dose, uh, but if they're not able, then we will uh, provide it to, to another person as well. Are, are, are those who have received the first dose thus far in Weber Morgan uh, within the jurisdiction of the health department, are they guaranteed a second dose? Or are there, is there inventory on hand for them to receive that dose once their day comes, uh, either 21 or 28, depending on the, on the version? It is guaranteed. So if they get that first dose of Moderna or Pfizer and, and they come back for that second dose, they will get that second dose. Excellent. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Uh, Keith calling from Clinton. Keith, uh, welcome to the program, first off. And second, you're on live with the Weber Morgan Health Department. What question do you have? Yes, my question concerns the efficacy of the vaccine. How long is it effective? Can you, do you have any information there? Good afternoon, Steve. Thank you for the question. So looking at efficacy, uh, the we, we have to make sure that we get the booster, the first and second dose of Pfizer and Moderna, and then there is discussion about Johnson with the first dose. Uh, we have to wait for the research to be more robust to, to definitively say, you know, it's going to be every year or every other year or every six months. Uh, but for now, we know that at least there's three to six months protection, and we're waiting for the uh, more robust data to come out. Very good. Uh, let me let me ask you about those who might be uh, considering whether or not they should uh, get the vaccine or they shouldn't. Uh, first category of folks uh, would be the long haulers. Let's say you fit into one of the eligible categories. You're over six. You're, you're over seventy, uh, or, or you know you're eligible by virtue of uh, you know being within one of the other uh, categories. Uh, but you you got. COVID-19, you came down, you tested positive, you experienced symptoms. Uh, maybe you're, maybe it's more than 90 uh, days removed, and yet you're still experiencing some symptoms. You're one of the long haulers. Uh, w- what advice do you give them? So for those who have had tested positive for COVID-19 in the past, and like you're referring to, maybe that 90 days prior to getting the, the vaccine, we still do encourage those to receive the vaccine because the research doesn't necessarily say how long that natural immunity uh, lasts. Uh, past the the positive test from that COVID-19. So we we do encourage those to to get the vaccine, and as more research and data come out uh, that can tell us about the longevity of of the virus and uh, immunity, natural immunity from getting the virus, uh, we're we're still waiting for that that data to come out. The Governor Cox has urged those who have had COVID-19 in the past 90 days not to get the vaccine. Does that uh, recommendation still stand? That recommendation does still stand. So we ask them to wait the 90 days, and then they become eligible to receive the vaccine, uh, the first and second doses. All right. Uh, back to the phones real quick. Earl uh, calling. Uh, Earl, w- what question do you have for the Weber Morgan Health Department? Okay. Uh, my question is, I'm 73, 
my daughter had the COVID shot, and they told her that if I was on blood thinner, that I could not have the shot. And I'm on Zeralto. Is that true, or is, is that... Hi, Earl. Thank you for the question. Uh, when it comes to medication and, and whether or not you should be getting a vaccine, that's a very important uh, conversation that you should talk with your primary care provider. And that's important because your primary care provider knows your health uh, fairly well, hopefully, and can provide good instruction on whether or not uh, you should receive the vaccine or under what conditions you should receive it. Uh, outstanding. Uh, listen, uh, Jesse, again, with the Weber Morgan Health Department, I have one last question for you. And this is about those who are homebound, who are, for whatever reason, not able to travel. Is there Are, are there opportunities uh, in Weber Morgan County once there is inventory available for those who are homebound to uh, have someone visit them in their home and administer the vaccine there? Yeah, that's a very important uh, population for those who are homebound. Uh, we do understand and, and know that the state is working on a, on a contractor to make sure that we can serve every person who is eligible and wants uh, the vaccine. And so they're identifying a contractor to uh, fulfill that request, and hopefully it is soon. Uh, currently, the health department is unable and doesn't have the capacity to do that. So hopefully our partners can pull through and uh, provide a needed service to our community and residents. Very good. We'll keep our fingers crossed. That's going to do it. Uh, Jesse, thanks again. Again, Jesse Bush with the Weber Morgan Health Department answering your questions. I'm grateful to you, sir. Thanks for the time you've spent here with us. The information you've shared is invaluable. Thank you for the invite. All righty. Uh, that's going to do it for the program today. Tomorrow, in our final edition of this focus on the vaccine and vaccine Q&A, we'll be speaking with Rich Lakin, uh, with uh, the the state immunization manager, Rich Lakin. You've heard him on these airwaves numerous times in the past, and he will come back and answer all the latest questions, especially uh, on the heels of the announcement by Governor Cox that uh, at the end of this month, starting March, uh, the categories are going to expand. More people will be able to receive the vaccine. Can the state handle that? We'll speak with the state immunization manager tomorrow on this program. Time for me to step aside and make way for the great Jeff Kaplan as he brings you Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news ahead here on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.